Pull it together, Emily. <clears throat> mm. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. I can't do it. I think you need to start. I got it. I'm sorry. I really tried. You did. I well, you didn't tried. really try. <laughs> I tried a little bit. I barely tried. All right, Emily. We are back in the deconstruction zone, a.k.a. Dustin Bryson's basement. We should have a name for this space. That's like, I mean, I guess the deconstruction zone. But yeah. it's like the deconstruction cave. Oh, we'll workshop that. Kind of cool. If you have ideas for that, you can DM us at deconstructionzonepod at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, I think we should name this. I think that'd be a good idea. We could make like a template where you can put your own face in our seats. Well, so we've we've talked about this, but we do have an Easter egg. So this is our producer, Dustin Bryson's face back here. What if we like had people send us things? We could superimpose their face over Dustin's We got to get a P.O. box. I have a P.O. box. You have a P.O. box? Yeah. Send it to the P.O. box. Send us gifts. Yeah. Well, it's for the church, so I'm probably not going to do that. But Make a different one, then. Like We could do that. Um, so, Emily, we're here. So this good. is episode 43. Can you believe we've been at this? We're so close. Maybe 44? Maybe 44. 44. Think of how close we are to a year. Can you believe that? That is adorable. Should we do something fun for our year? Obviously. What are we going to do? Should we do like a Greatest Hits one? Actually, I never listen to Greatest Hits episodes of podcasts. Can I tell you what I want us to do? Yeah. Get I want to do a live recording at Kusamana's. Done. I You have me all in. I want to. I think it's. I think it could be so fun. It's the best bar in the world. Best bar. Shout out to Nick Kusamano. I think it'd be fun. It would be so fun. But what I think could be fun is if you have ideas for what we do for our 100th yeah. episode or fi- like 52nd episode or year anniversary, uh, let us know. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. Like, we've done this for a year, That Emily. is so adorable. So adorable. Um, so before we dive in, though, I just want to say we've hit the- pointing at me? It's we, really aggressive. We've hit this the last couple of weeks. Uh, but just like if you don't already subscribe to YouTube, do it. I think I don't know why you don't already. I yeah. Like it's kind I mean, of a problem. Like you probably should. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great content. Also, trying to make more shorts, but like I think the overall long form content's great. So subscribe to the YouTube, Patreon. Um, there's a chance that we're gonna be moving it to uh, Spotify subscriptions because I'm having a hard time figuring it out. Yeah. On Patreon, but either way, there's a chance to get bonus podcast behind mm-hmm. the zone. Um, and other things that we're doing where it's like, hey, like we're going to do some meet and greets. We're going to do some happy hours. We're going to do some stuff down the road. So, um, and I think you get, if you are on Patreon, you get money off of the merch. Absolutely. Right? I do want to share. I can't believe I'm about to share this, but this is important. We we are a little bit like cutting things close recording wise because one of our recent recording ones, um, I got dumped via text on the way to record, and then I just was not in the vibe to record or whatever. But I love that, like, after I just cried for, like, hours and was, like, we just processed the whole thing, we were, like, that would have been a really cool behind-the-zone episode. That would Always producing. Always pretty Well, so I think that's a good segue to our Emily check-in. Okay. How are things going? Uh, you mentioned, like, vaguely on our last episode, you're going through a breakup or went through, but... You said maybe you're going to share a little more about that or something else this episode. Yeah. I'm not really going to share more about that. Like, I feel like. <coughs> Cut. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, maybe as I like continue to process, but like right now, I mean, I just, I feel like I just gave a pretty juicy detail. Yeah. In that. 
I will say before you get into whatever you're going to say, then I I thought it was the best thing we could have done was to not record that day. Was to just like hang. Yeah. Like we went and out. We like hung out the three of us, you, Dustin, and I. Like we and it's like funny. Like I think in my mind, I'm like we'll go get a beer, and we like went and just got like ice cream sandwiches yeah. and like just hung out and talked. I thought that was really like cool and we just like chatted like it was cool it was just like really special and just i was really think like as honestly as like shitty as it was to just like get that text on the way to something like i was like there i couldn't think of like more like better people that i would want to just like process with like in the moment Mm. like you guys just you guys knocked it out of the park um so yeah anyway but but what is your check then okay well this is like a this is like an emily thought okay um I drive past a church most days going to school. I'm a school teacher. And the church is called Original Friendship. Yeah. Just let that sink in for a second. OG Friendship. OG Friendship. Um, I am so deeply moved by that name of a church. Okay. Okay. Deeply moved. Not in the way that the Bible says Jesus was deeply moved. Not really in my bowels. And that's a Bible joke for you. You know that? When it says, when Lazarus died and it was like he was deeply oh, moved, sure, it's like he yeah. felt it in his bowels. Yeah. That's sure what that means. Pooping, but... It is not, but it, I don't feel it in my bowels, but I feel yeah. it in my heart. Um. Anyway. It's so like... Bowels of the chest. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my point is, um, I was thinking about it today as I drove past it. And I was like, if we had a more robust theology of original friendship i think that that would just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that would be a game changer because here's the thing we talk a lot about original sin and this kind of idea that, like you're born into rebellion like you're born already rebellious you're just like not doing a good job yeah. and that's just that is the heritage we have from adam that is the heritage we have from Genesis 3 of the fall. But I think if we start, and I feel like I've been hearing this a lot lately, but the idea of starting the gospel in Genesis 1 instead of Genesis 3, so starting the gospel in creation instead of when sin entered the world, is very important. And I fully agree. Because imagine if, like, our doctrine, if we had a doctrine of original friendship that was like, you are born in to deep friendship and communion in like promises with and from God. Like yeah. if we just, I mean, I just think, I just think we need to talk about original friendship every time because mm. that is so much you feel, you don't feel like, I think we, we've said this before, like the idea of adoption to adopt and be like, yeah, you suck, but we still adopted you is like kind of a shitty thing to say, but that's kind of how we talk about the gospel. But what if it was like, man, like, like before you were adopted like we like you were our child and we just like loved you and Mm. like i just i don't know that term original friendship has been like sitting with me in a really special way that we our heritage from adam is not just sin but it's also the og communion that he and eve had with god in the garden yeah i think that's great yeah i I have a lot of thoughts on everything you just said yeah um i've been thinking about this a little bit like because i'm currently like reading through galatians 2 uh for uh easter which is coming up uh when this is being recorded like just in a few days easter yeah. will already happen by this time when it comes out but hope you had a good easter everybody <laughs> hope you had a good easter uh let me in, in the comments how was my sermon <laughs> 
Um, no, how was your Easter? <laughs> um, but I, so I do believe, so I don't believe in like original sin in the sense of like we're created as you like awful people, but I do, yeah. I actually derive my sin theology from a great theologian named Emily Zell. Um, Are you for real? Where she Can one time cry? said on a podcast <laughs> that we did together uh, that we have sin, but we are not all sin. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, mm. so, uh, and, and I find that to be pretty true. So like originally I think there's that bone in our body maybe mm. or that whatever, but we are, that is not our identity. Right. Necessarily. So like to think of this idea that like we can be predisposed to sinful behaviors is not like a terrible thing to process. Like, I think that's true. Like, at least mm. from my life, yes. I think like I, I air that way, but I love what you're saying in the sense. And I, I preach about this. And I've said this before in a sermon, like, and probably said on the podcast before, like, if you go through Genesis one, like, or two, Genesis, whatever it is, like God's like going through and creating things and they're good, 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 good. Like yeah. creation's very good. Right. Mm-hmm. And even humanity there, is very good. Yeah. Humanity is yeah. very good. There's this, like, that's a, initially a value statement of elevation of like the relationship that's there. Mm. But then, like, we kind of skip through a lot of stuff where and, and it's like you, the author couldn't put all of this in here. And I said this when we were in Ohio at the One Voice thing at Mount Union. Like, I the, the whole story reads is generally poetic and not historical. Yes. But um, regardless of how it reads, like, you couldn't have all that. But it does imply a great relational connection, mm. even if you just based on how bummed out God is at the mm. fracture of the mm. relationship. And what's interesting is, like, I think if original friendship, and I haven't thought about this uh, at all. Like, so I think maybe people are like, oh, we talked about this beforehand. So I'm really, like, verbally right. processing this out loud. But, like, I think about, like, us. Like, if you mm. fractured our friendship, I would have a hard time. I would s- stagger back. I w- it would take me a while to, like, like get back into that. Uh-huh. Like, it would be hurtful, like, yeah. if, if there was some level of fracture. And... And I feel like that's a little bit where God is. Like they were, they were OG friends. Like they were like God created these people to be in like the greatest level of friendship. But what I love about what I think the greatest story of the gospel is, or the whole crux of the gospel is, like God has been like, I was hurt, that bum, that sucks. But like I'm trying to restore that friendship. Mm. And like I don't know if you ever had a friend that's like they hurt you, and then they were like continually like not choosing to like enter back and I, sometimes i think that's what humanity yeah. is like in some ways it's like god is like pursuing after us and we're like well i don't know or like what yeah. and or it's like we've talked about this in other ways like what is with us and the three of us like you me and dustin it's like it, whatever i tell you about dustin even though you guys have a pre-existing relationship if i said dustin said this about you you would initially assume it to be true because yeah. you trusted me even though you trust him as well yes. vice versa and I think that's an interesting thing is like we're the church is telling us one thing, God is telling us another thing, and it's like we're trying to reconcile how to be a part of that. And I think at the core of it is like I think God just wants to be in relationship with us. Right. And I think the thing that I think is hitting me is like we talk a lot about how when you hear something, even if that's not what the person meant, like you hear something and then you think that of God. Mm-hmm. But this is like I think that the difference is is if like, me and Dustin, you know, like, we're friends. And then you were like, actually, you hate Dustin. And you come, you reject him every day since the day you were born, even though you didn't know him. Yeah. And I would be like, 
oh my God, like, I'm just like, what do I do with that? Like, you're being told about how you act in the relationship. Yeah. And I do think sometimes that's valuable. Like, sometimes we need to be called out on our shit, right? Like, sometimes. But also, so that's true. But like, what you're saying is not that. You're being like, I'm told my history that like, I feel like I can remember my history, but I'm told what my history is. Like, Mm. like, I felt like I always loved God. But I actually have always rebelled and hated God. Right. And so this is this is like starting into, I do think, and this might seem like a small thing theologically, but as I've been like chewing on it, it's felt really big. Because I think we say sometimes of like, oh, how cool would it have been to have been Adam and Eve in the garden and just like walk with God, you know? And it's like, that would have been dope. And that's the hope and revelation of like, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. But what I'm saying is like, I think that that, relationship like that closeness is a heritage that like is passed down from adam and eve like it didn't Mm. it wasn't adam and eve were not the only people that had friendship with god and i think that's how we talk about it yeah is that is that (coughs) me and also the term original friendship like fills me with warm and like warm fuzzies and we talk a lot about how like i very rarely feel that about jesus and god yeah, so I think – so that was what I thought was the most interesting. And, like, could we talk about a lot of the other theological implications right. or historical implications or whatever. But what I find to be the most interesting is – and I'm not saying it's moving from wrong to right, but I'm watching a needle move a little more slowly towards, like, hey, like, it'd be pretty dope if God was my friend, right? Like, yes. And I think God might actually want to be my friend where – because you said something earlier, uh, like, you know, we all talk about how – God thinks we're wretched or whatever you said. It's like, not everyone thinks that. <laughs> like, all the people yeah. you talk to think that, but not everyone thinks that. Yeah. Um. And so what I, like, in this conversation, I think it's interesting to be like, God wants deeply to be in a friendship with me. And God, like, that was the original thing that God created. And I'm already in the friendship. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I think it's great. But, like, that's the that's the difference is because it's like, your your enemy is... Like, like we were enemies to God, but then, like, we're reconciled. And it's, like, but also, and since the beginning of time, like, God has been in relationship with humanity. Yeah. And it isn't just this, like, you guys suck so much. Like, I think that's a really interesting – so I've never heard that. I've never seen that church uh, before. Yeah. I've never heard that phrase before. But I think it's a really interesting theological framework to put on to be, like, God's original desire – was friendship because we talked about relationship like god so like the liturgy of communion is like in the beginning i created us in the mm-hmm. methodist one like god created us and god yeah. said breathed into us the breath of life and in that we came to know and experience relationship with god mm-hmm. we fractured that and well like there's a lot of things right but in the beginning what was the desire relationship and connection and like i think we tell the story in more reformed worlds or fundamentalist worlds like in the beginning God created a pretty bad creation that always wanted to rebel. Yes. And I think that's a different story. And like in the beginning, I created us in God's image. And that relationship was good and right. Mm. And eventually something fractured it. But I think that's like what's more true to the human experience Mm. than like things were rocking and then something fractured a little bit. And then we had to do the work of reconciliation, but like a two way street of that. I think that's, yeah. actually more relatable than like either we're always good like we're perfect or we're all bad like life is much more messy and gray than that absolutely but it's just like it's i just think that's so much less 
For me, I lose a lot of fear of like God resenting me when I when I hear that term. And if that term can be more in our like vocabulary because it's I'm born into friendship with God. Yeah. Instead of I'm born into rebellion with God and I have to work toward being his friend. Yeah. Does that it makes 100% sense. And I'm going to say this, and I don't mean exactly what I'm saying, because it's going to come across condescending, and you've heard Love this it. a million times. Yeah. And you're going to be like, you're going to barf in your mouth when I say this. All right. Uh, and probably everyone listening will. Maybe don't say that. <laughs> I learned a lot more about what I assumed to be true about the character of God when I became a parent. Oh, yeah. In the sense that, like, when my kids are born, all I wanted was friendship with them. Mm. And, like, they weren't born... Like, they were born crying, but they weren't born terrible. And they do disobey you. And they do disobey me. But, like, I was, like, just the other day, like, my kids, like, said something, like, so, one of my kids said something really hurtful to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, all I was, like, was, like, how do, like, from my side was not, like, screw you, you're dead to me. I was, like, how can I repair this? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when I imagine God, and I don't know if this is right or wrong. But, like, I imagine God much more being, like, that really hurt me, and how can I repair it, rather than I resent you for what you did. And I think that's a different lens you and I probably view God from, mm. is, like, sometimes you're, like, I like not even, like, what's funny, too, is, like, you're pretty good as a human. Oh, well, that's And nice. so it's not, like, you're, like, I did this thing and God resents me for it. You're, like, I'm just alive and God resents me for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to my mom on the phone yesterday and we were just talking a little bit about faith stuff and how I was just like sharing a little bit. I was like, part of it feels like a burnout. Like I've had just a lot of people in my life be like, Emily, you're definitely a Christian. You're just like being stubborn. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But like, I'm just like, whatever. But I was talking to my mom about that. And she was like, she goes, Emily, like, it was so interesting. Like she was like, when you were four or five, you were like, Jesus just loves me so much. And she was like, and then you were like six, like very young and you would do something wrong and you would be like, Jesus is so disappointed in me. You said that on the podcast before. Right. But it's just like my mom was like, I watched that shift when you were a mm. kid. And and my mom was like, yeah, like that's like, OK. Like, like she was like, you're kind of taking it extreme. But like she was like, I assumed that you were still like cool with Jesus loves you. And you were like working through a theology of sin. And instead you kind of lost the Jesus loves you part. Yeah. And she was like, it was cool to hear her talk about, like, watching that shift. Because mm. she was like, other six-year-olds don't feel like God resents them, you know? I mean, maybe some do. It's, that's your valid if that's your story. But. I, I think it's an interesting thing to process a lot of that, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, where we view God within our sin. And, like, does God resent me? Like, because I think that, like, when I think about your story, it, like, the OG, it's not OG sinfulness. It's not even OG French. It's like it's OG, OG resentment for what you did to God. Mm, original resentment. That's what I feel like I was born into. And so to see a sign, to drive past a sign every morning and every afternoon that just says original friendship, like that does something in my heart. Mm. That's. I think that's. There's a lot I want to unpack on this, and I want to be cognizant of our time. And uh-huh. so, I mean, there's a lot of, like, family stuff I want to unpack, and okay. there's a lot of, of other stuff I want to unpack in that. But I think the question I guess I would just ask you is, has like, how has 
going by that sign Mm -hmm. like do you think it's shifted your like understanding of god just by seeing it like you kind of said that already but like has it started to unwrite and undo or even rewrite certain things about what you know or think to be true about god so i think at the very when i first drove past it it was a little more sad and hopeless in a sense that i was like that i I pause real quick yes and be honest with me okay the first time you drove by it you're like ugh. Or did you? No, I loved it. You loved the it. Okay. first time I was so, I was just like, yeah. Okay, the first cool. time I saw it, I was like, this is it. Two years ago, three years ago, when I was still like hardcore reformed, if I would have saw that, I would have been like, ugh. Right? Yeah, okay. Um, okay. But I saw it and I was just like, oh my God, like something in my heart like soared. And, but I had, my moment was like, man, I wonder if, if that is what I heard growing up. If that's the sign I saw every day growing up, if like my view of God today would be different. And it was more just like, woe is me. Like kind of like a self-pity vibe. And that's not super correct, but that's a little more mm-hmm. accurate than like this like hope of like, oh my God, this changes how I see God. But I think like as I've been processing it more and honestly, like I I say I talk about this on Behind the Zone. Uh, shameless plug but um like going through this breakup has like had me thinking about the character of god in a lot Mm. of ways and i think that was kind of a catalyst for looking at that sign and thinking like man like that is the god i want and that is like and like what if that is the god that is offered to us Mm. and like that would be a game changer so i think it's, it's just like it switched from like almost me being resentful seeing the sign of being like, wish I could have had that. (laughs) This is me driving. I like that. That was my favorite part of that whole part. (laughs) Versus like, oh my God, like what would it look like for me to let that sink in today? Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Send me a tangent. Do you still believe in predestination? No. Okay. Then, I don't. I don't know. Honestly. Okay. Then end the conversation there. Uh, I want to move us then into uh, our kind of email section. Yeah. And email corner. Do 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 do. Boom. If we want a song for it, we have to stop singing one. <laughs> I, uh, think, I think it's really catchy. If I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, this is why Dustin is behind. Is not behind a microphone because yeah. he says mean things. But behind the zone. Behind the zone, he is behind so, a microphone. Um, behind so, the micro zone. So, no, I'm not going to go there. So we, Emily and I, in the airplane, or no, on the ride back from the airport, we're like trying to come up with like a lot of different <laughs> things, and I came up with some really bad, bad ones. I wanted to call everything the something zone. Yeah. So like the the email zone and the the recommendation zone. <laughs> yeah. It was not, not great. Not the worst. He area. goes. He's driving, and he goes. Yeah, I think we can workshop that. <laughs> That's like the nice way of being like, that's a hard no for me. Um, All right. So this message comes from uh, Isabella, uh, who we've gotten a few messages from before. Okay. Um, But I texted one to you. Yeah. Maybe, I guess this came on the 20th of March, so a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, So I just want to play it and then, uh, and it's to you. And so just kind of have you kind of unpack your thoughts. And so Isabella, thank you for... Uh, not only this message, but I mean, you've shot us more messages voice wise. We've got a lot of other stuff, but voice wise more than anyone. Mm -hmm. And we listened to all these, not always great about responding to them because, uh, and I don't know if I said this before, like we don't get your information. 
So we like can only mm. respond to it by this way. And so this is our best way to kind of dive into that. So uh, Isabella, uh, here's your message. And so here we go. Here we go. They'll take some time. Emily, you've been talking about how you deconstructed out of faith altogether and that you didn't expect to. Um, has there been a point in your journey where you've just wanted to or wished that you could reconstruct all over again? Or maybe has there been a point that you've just longed to go back, I guess? Um, when I deconstructed, I also never expected that I would completely leave my faith. Um, but recently I found myself in a position where I just feel like I'm longing to go back to, to that place and experience what I did when I was in church. And so I started going back, but I feel so alone because I feel like my deconstruction led me so far away from being able to experience all the life that the people around me are talking about. And I don't know if I can even reconstruct and I feel lost. So that was Isabel's message. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot there, like like emotionally, theologically, like. But yeah, um, and I know you've heard it before, but like just listening to it again, mm. um, what kind of pops into your mind? Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I listened to it, I was just like, yeah, like I resonated with so much of that, and I just like first I would just say, Isabella, like I'm thankful for your vulnerability in that, like that's a lot of those things aren't easy to admit either. Yeah. In and my I know opinion. when you messaged me, you were like. Man, this like it I can't really exactly hit. What you said, but yeah, I think like, I just said, "Damn." Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like this resonates, mm. but like also like you get that feeling. Yeah, and it would also made me sad because I was like, "Yeah, like I get it." Um, I'm gonna try to just address the like pieces of it. Do I ever like wish I could just like completely reconstruct and go back for sure? Like it, and I do you wish like you could, and go back to where you were. So I don't want to interrupt you, but like, um, do you wish you could reconstruct to some... what you want, or do you really want to reconstruct and go back to where you were? I think that there is a nostalgia of certainty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a like that's like a band name. Yeah, we'll put that on the shirt. Nostalgia of certainty. Um, <laughs> kind of a folky indie band. Should okay. we start this band? Okay. Anyway, um, from bring it together. Uh, <laughs> Dustin's muting my mic. He's like, be <laughs> done. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like, yes, there is this nostalgia for the times when I was just so confident and felt just like a million bucks on that. Yeah, I'm a terrible person, but I know my theology. Yeah. And so I, there is sometimes where I miss just being able to be so, have such clarity about it. Mm. Or it felt what felt like clarity. Do I actually want to just like go back and be like, nothing ever happened? Absolutely not. But there are, I think to me what I heard is not... That's what she actually wants, but you have moments. Mm, and I yeah. think I've been really sitting with our our Zoom episode that we did because I re-listened to it and I was just it just felt very true. And um I just completely lost what I was gonna say about that. But what was I saying? Um talking about going back, a nostalgia. Oh, but the the idea that like the gray is harder, yeah. like both extremes in the black and white, it's like it's easier. And so I do I get that part. I also really totally do get going back into a church space and feeling really lonely. I would say that's probably like one of the main reasons 
why I stopped going to the well. Although, although what I would say is like thinking about, we talked about this in the last episode, but like going back to the well, not one person, not one person was like, it's like, would you call yourself a Christian? Like, you know, like, which was so good. If someone had asked me that, I'd been like, please don't. <coughs> um, <laughs> like, I, I felt very keenly that my belonging did not hinge on my beliefs at all there. Yeah. And that is not a common experience in the church space, I would say. A lot of times it's like, we're closer than blood because we all believe in Jesus. And then it's like, okay, but if you don't, then you feel like, yeah. um, like a fraud. But I will say it's really hard to be like not sure and be around people who are singing that seem like they're like all into it. Right. Like that, that does feel lonely and yeah. it feel, and you feel, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, I th- you look like you're about to cry. No. My story just makes you really sad. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm sorry. I just care about you. <laughs> but like it does, it makes you feel like kind of a fraud and it makes you feel like you have this like secret that no one can know. Yeah. Um. And so I would say like in that sense, it does feel lonely. And I don't really have a clear answer for her of like, And then this is what you do. But I just, I guess I really just heard that and wanted to just completely validate it Mm. and say, like, I hope that you can find, I'm really glad that I'm answering this recording after going back to the well, Mm. because it makes me a lot more hopeful in responding to her that like, you can go to a place still being not sure and feeling completely like, like I didn't feel lonely or that I didn't belong because I wasn't Mm. like a for sure Christian. And that's really – and I, I would say that that is rare, but I'm really thankful that I personally had that space, and, like, I hope that for Isabella. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I just, like, my uh, – even, even though I'm not bawling over here, um, I my heart does break a little bit. Like, I, I just I, – I get that. Um, and I think get it more than sometimes people assume I get it. Like I've had my like hurt in the church, right? Where yeah. it's like I like I don't feel welcome. I don't feel like I have belonging, and like I walk in and like like should I even be here? Like I've mm. I've been in those situations, um, so I I empathize with it more than maybe you would like generally imagine a pastor would, um, but yeah, like I it's it's the same thing that I think we work through. It's like for her, for you, for anyone, it's like, I couldn't care less if you ever step foot inside a church, mm-hmm. unless you want to, like, if yeah. you want to do that, do it. I'm like the whole Jesus thing is what matters to me. And like, that's, and she didn't say this, but like the subtext under a lot of what I'm hearing is like, and Isabella, like respond if you think this isn't true or not or, or whatever. But like, I think there's a lot more like, the church has hurt us way more yeah. and the church was so much louder and they told us what Jesus said. And it's like, maybe Jesus never said those things. And like, that's the kind of stuff that bumps me out is like, I can just hear an overlaying of like rhetoric that wasn't from Jesus. And like that bumps me out a little bit. Um, you do make a very, you, you've said this multiple times at this point, you've said the Jesus side isn't should the Jesus side shouldn't be hard. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I don't think I think in most fundamentalist spaces they would say, Well, now you're compartmentalizing. Like if I tried to say I love Jesus and not the church, they would be like, Well, that would be like telling someone that would be like me saying, Danny, I think you're great and Annie sucks because the church is Christ's bride. 
Yeah, I get that. I would also say, like, I love my wife, the Annie side. I, I think Annie is great. <laughs> no, so I said, like, the Annie side of my, like, life is wonderful. The parenting side is hard. And so I think, like, life mm. is, like, there's more nuance. Like, Annie is not just my wife. She's my, or she's not just, like, yeah, she's, like, my co-parent, right? Like, yeah. And so there's, like, a lot of other things in that. Mm. And I think that's, what, when I say that kind of thing, it's, like, I think there's so much more nuance to, like, what, goes on right and i think mm. when we think about jesus i think jesus is og friend i think jesus is like savior i think jesus is um i preach about this when this is being recorded but like a little bit ago like jesus teacher miracle worker like uh prophet all those things right mm. like he's all these things yeah but he's also the head of the church like he's like what breathes into that uh-huh um but, like, he wasn't the one that constructed that, right? And so, like, I yeah. think we oftentimes overlay Jesus' characteristics onto that. So, when I say those things, it's, like, for me, it's, like, I just look at Jesus, who, like, who Jesus is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I actually don't need the church to love Jesus. I believe the church can be the hope of the world. It's the whole reason mm-hmm. I've invested my life in it. But, like, I don't need the church. Like, I need Jesus. And, yeah. like, someday all institutions could fail. And... And, but I do think we'll always find our way into community. Um, yeah. So for her, it's like, I think like I just hear in and, and your story and all these stories, it's like the hurt. And I, I try not to say things like this because it can be really, um, what's her looking at? Like not belittling, but like um, kind of like push it off to say, like it's not yeah. real. Like, um, so I guess belittling. Invalidating. Invalidating. Yeah. Where it's like, well, it's not, that's the, tr- it's people, it's not Jesus or it's whatever. Yeah. And so I try not to say things like that, but it's like who Jesus is, is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Who other people have told you Jesus is, that's where the lack of clarity comes mm-hmm. and where most of the hurt comes from. And, and that like, does muddy your mind. Like, I think, I think when we say that though, I think sometimes like I hear like, yeah, just obviously make that distinction and it's not that easy. Yeah, I I think that too. Like, cause I even like even just what I said like makes it seem like it's like, well, you might be an idiot if you don't right. like, like. So I get that, and but I do think it's interesting. So when I hear her comment, like I empathize with it. I think you empathize with it, mm. and I think the reality is, it's not as easy as step back into church. It's not as easy as like work harder. It's not as easy as whatever. It's like there's a lot of. Like, if it's a spider web, there's a lot of different, like, ways it goes. Yeah. That, like, you can't – and you felt this in your own deconstruction. You can't just be like, okay, now I've solved this problem. Right. And it's like, oh, shit, there's another problem. It's or, like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. You get one side right, and then all of a sudden another side is messed up. Yeah, and that side is somehow – you're like, I've got this perfect, but it's somehow <laughs> deeply connected to a side you never knew existed. Right. So, so I think it's interesting. Um, But I love it. Like, that's – Part of my favorite thing about this podcast has been hearing other people's stories mm. because 43, 44, four weeks ago, we started this recording it, but like probably almost a year ago, you yeah. and I had that conversation that we've referenced several times mm. and it started with a simple question. That's really cool. And I think had we not... What's funny to think about is like we're friends now. Like mm-hmm. we we do like we weren't that good of friends then. <laughs> but I dove right into telling you exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And <laughs> and what's also funny is like we weren't friends. Right. And Aww. like the like I just think like there's 
I guess for my encouragement for her and for anyone is like the long haul. Like we, you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, and Dustin's behind the camera wouldn't have ever imagined this is where we'd be. Mm. Both in terms of like what you believe, what I believe, what you believe, our friendship, all of those things. Like, mm. but we committed to keep walking day by day, and I think that's what. Going back to the original like desire of this podcast is like find people to do this thing with. I think is important. But like that's original friendship. That's like a baseline that you can lean back on. That's a great callback. That's good. I'm a good comedian sometimes. Um, That's so good. Do you want to? I feel like that wrapped it up perfectly. I think it wraps it up. Flawlessly. Um, So, and again, Isabel, thank you so much for that. Like anyone, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever, shoot us your stuff. We're probably, I'll be honest with anyone that anyone wants to message us. If you're going to message us in a comment on TikTok, it's the least likely place we'll respond to. But DMs on Instagram and our mm-hmm. email are the easiest place to connect with us. Um, so I guess before we go, like the recommendation zone. Yeah the rec the rec zone the rec the rec, the rec center <laughs> the rec center. <laughs> we got one. I'm like that's cute. <laughs> Dustin um, hates it. What do you? <laughs> I wish, and this is it, this would be harder. But we should put a camera right here that's just on you the whole time. Because you, Dustin, I wish everyone could see this. Like, Dustin rides the roller coaster of emotions <laughs> through this. Like, sometimes he's, like, headphones on, like, making sure the just sound's really right. Like, Other times he's, like, what the hell are they talking about? Other times just, like, dying. It's but a- sometimes he's, like, he just smiles. And I'm just, like, oh, like, I think he, like, loves us. Yeah. I you know? I know he loves us. Oh, right? yeah. Original friendship. Um. Anyway. So what's your recommendation? What are your recommendations? The rec center. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, book wise, I just this has nothing to do with deconstruction, but I just read this book that I loved called "Now Is Not the Time to Panic." Loki also forgot the author again. I don't think there's more than one book named that, and it was just so beautiful about like the power of art, and it's these about these two kids who create something and then it blows up more than like you they ever expected it to, and. It, like, shapes their whole lives because they created something powerful that made people think. And then it's just, like – and then it's them, like, 40 years later, and it's still haunting them even though they were 11. And it's just, like, this whole – it's just beautiful about friendship and also the power of art. I just finished it, so it's on my mind, and I loved it. I love that. Um, Also, I think – so I started – I've started Movie Mondays with some of my friends okay. um, where I host it. I make dinner and then I get to take the movie because I made dinner. I don't know. Yes. It's a perfect setup for me. And we watched The Kid, uh, which is a 2000 movie by with Bruce Willis. Robin Hood Theater, Sherwood, Oregon, 2000s. First date ever went on. The, to see The Kid? With Erica. I uh, – Wasn't that your – is that your first girlfriend? It was my first date. Not like, okay. And I – Got you know like, like crunch like little bunch of crunch things uh-huh. uh huh like quintessential movie snack like kind of like fell out of my thing mm. and like it was in my seat didn't realize it look got up looked like I just pooped my pants like just brown all over and no one poops the outside of their pants but as a sixth grader it was like <laughs> your was, first day was in sixth grade it was That's impressive it was detrimental to my <laughs> dating life did you have a second date with Erica no. No, no, no. Probably because of the bunch of crunch, honestly. Yep, 100%. Um, um, but The Kid is just, it's a movie that I always loved. I watched like growing up, but then starting therapy and doing like inner child work. Yeah. 
I, I think that movie is so ahead of its time in the way that you watch an adult process through their childhood again and like care for what they needed a lot younger and how that helps them in their adult life. Like, I just think that movie is so ahead of its time and it's genius and it's charming. And I, that was this week's movie Monday. And I just highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's on Disney Plus. I love that so much. Uh, mine would be a feel good movie. Uh, Stephen King, Children of the Corn. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> it's all over my TikTok. It's all Children of the Corn clips right now. I don't know why. And uh. it's like, it's I've had the worst Children of the Corn nightmares. Oh, no. It's about kids just killing all the adults in their community. My kids are old enough where I'm like, they're the bad. I used to be the good guy, and now I'm the bad guy. Great. Um, so I would say... Uh, I have no good books or anything like uh, mm-hmm. I just like I can't stop watching Zootopia with my two year old daughter who's like really into it right now. Uh, she loves it. But like I think it's the greatest story of like diversity and inclusion that's on Aww. a Disney thing. It's essentially about like biases and like yeah. how we like create these narratives. I think it's really, really good. Uh, some might say I made a post about it and someone thought that I was drunk <laughs> when I posted about it. <laughs> Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. He just, guys, I'm really, this is important. He just posts on Facebook sometimes, watches Utopia, any Utopia fans here? And I'm just like, are you plastered? Like, who is posting this on Facebook? And then I ended up really hurting your feelings, but we, we worked through it. it. Actually, even though we don't fight on this podcast, it was probably our first real fight. I was really nervous. Yeah. Because we recorded like a day and a half later. Oh, that was the day you broke up, though. So we had bigger fish to fry. Oh, you're right. You did. So, anyway, so that worked out for me. <laughs> uh, no, Zootopia is really, really good. Um, also, uh, I will recommend Ben Rector Live in Denver, okay. one of the greatest albums, like live albums I've ever heard. Like, if you're a Ben Rector fan, it's really, really good. It's mm. again, not like I, he actually does have some great, like, he's very Jesus centric in some of his stuff, but he's like not a christian musician yeah uh but has some really cool stuff but so ben rector live in denver and zootopia those are my recommendations this week i dig it um Um, and so before we go i know we're in mid 40s but encouragement before we head out and um, i don't need to give one so you're you're a sender my encouragement would be um to ponder the friendship of god Mm. like i just think that's something i've been pondering that's been like just really sweet Mm. Um, original friendship original friendship uh nobody cares what danny has to say (laughs) so (laughs) i'm kidding um thanks for watching and embrace the journey